All right, uh, R.J. Lowry and Steve Rakes are going to be talking to you about safety and security. Um, so how many people noticed the guy with the hood? Raise your hand. How many people knew I was the, probably the speaker? Come on, you can't lie. All right, all right. Um, I was wondering if somebody was going to come up. Um, uh, who'd like to open us up in prayer? Awesome, thank you. Father, we thank you that all of the instructors here at Synergy are willing to share their talents and their insights and their wisdom with all of us. God, we're here because of kingdom business and kingdom assignments. I ask that you would anoint the words that he speaks. Let them penetrate our hearts and our souls and our minds, Father God, so that we take to heart the things that we're going to learn and that we're able to take them home with us and implement the strategies and the tools. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, I am not going to speak at you today. I, I, I want us to create, uh, collaborate and create something together. So for those that don't know me, my name is RJ. I know she's waiting to get a picture, so should I go like this? <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, but um, I actually attend one church uh, for those that knew Jim Palmer. Uh, I went to Cap City since 1991, uh, so was there for 25 years, have been, or 24 years, have been with Greg Ford over at one church for the last five years, and of. Uh, spoken at some of these other conferences on other topics, and uh, the most recent was a couple years ago was digital marketing. That's the, I'm with a company called Rev Local. We do digital marketing. But uh, as we look to lend our sword to the fight with uh, whatever God needs at the time, um, I'll share a quick story with you. I, I uh, for those that again been with the AG for a number of years, um, Evangel Pathway uh, was had lower numbers. Um, one church was, was growing their numbers and we ended up working something out with that building and Pastor Mike Smith there. And I remember coming out, we were running probably about 400 at that time at the new building. And I walked out of service and there was nobody in the lobby and something just hit me. I feel like the Holy Spirit really just uh, alerted me through discernment that we were a soft target. I looked all the way down, if you know that building, all the way down to the other end, and I saw the the kids' security, which that at that point was big, ugly guys that looked like bouncers. That was kind of our goal. We had some other folks on the team, but they were way down at the other end. And it just hit me, because there was nobody in that lobby, that we were a soft target. And I had just transitioned uh, some of the marketing roles that I was doing with the, with the board and the team, and I went to Greg and I said, Greg... I think we need to build safety. And he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, I, I can't believe you. He's like, I was just thinking about that. And uh, we've now grown a safety team from about five or six people that were working with just the children only to a team of about 55 now in the last four years. We have seven leaders, um, and uh, that does include security and medical. I will say there's probably people in this room that have way more credentials than I do. Um, but uh, but God you know will use us where He needs us, and uh, it's just unfortunate that we live in a world that we need to have a session like this. Amen. It really is. Um, last thing I want to do is is uh, to, to be in a situation where I might have to stop a threat. And um, but 
we do live in that world, and I think we're naive if we were to think that we shouldn't be prepared. So I'd love to get just a little bit of a show of hands, because again, we're going to collaborate on this together. I want to hear why you are here, and could a couple folks just give me, and does anybody know how to use these things as well, by the way? Uh, all right, old school. I'll go chalk. We may use it. So love to hear from a couple people. Why are you here? Go ahead. Too many church shootings, too many uh, soft, soft targets, mm-hmm. and we've made ourselves soft. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes, we are put to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We're put to go out and take care of them. Okay. But we also got to take care of our feet. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Somebody else? Yeah, we're, we're a church of about 300, and we have a security team that have been running for about a, over a year now. Um, we just want to give some more wisdom or some more insight of what we can do better, what we can do different. Excellent. Perfect. And, yeah, so you said how many are on the team right now? Um, seven. Okay. Excellent. How about yours? <laughs> Two. Me and my dad. Okay. Somebody else. Love to hear from somebody else. Our, our church is in the... It's in the worst part of the city. Um, already this year, we've had 11 murders mm. in our city, and so um, because of the makeup of our church, it's just best to proactive. <coughs> okay. So by show of hands, um, how many people uh, belong to a church that does not have a safety team? Okay. So we've got some already. How about you have a team, but it's it's two or three folks? Maybe somebody's armed. Maybe somebody's got military or background. So two or three folks that are just kind of hanging around and, and looking out. How many have a team of maybe five to fifteen, and, and it's pretty intentional, and it's you're scheduling and okay, wow, that's pretty good. And then how about a team of twenty, twenty-five, multiple leaders, and it's it's a pretty um, built-out ministry. Okay, so we kind of stopped at that last one. I was talking to Kevin Cordner with CLC, and they're running around 50 to 60 and a number of leaders. So that's, that's where we're at. But when we started, we were just like you guys. We were a couple people, and we just realized that there was a need for this. Okay, so we, I think we're, everybody knows what room we're in, uh, why we're here. Um, all right, there's a couple stats for you. Since 1999. Yes, sir. Good. Um, do you use some of your ushers? Yep, that'll be some of the stuff we'll talk about. Is uh, yeah, basically from parking lot to pulpit, we are trying to have eyes, um, and we're trying to do different levels of training, both of staff, of greeters, of hosts. Uh, but it's hard because they're always changing. And um, but yeah, I think one of the things we'll talk about is just having as many eyes as possible is really really important. I want to give you a couple stats real quick. Since 1999, how many people want to guess how many vicious attacks against churches since 1999? Okay, 200. Somebody else. So it'd be what, 20 years? About 20 years? Okay. Somebody else? This is class participation. How many? I want to hear from somebody. 85. 85. Somebody else? 8,000. Okay, that's a big number. Uh, but uh, it's close to 2,000. Think about that. 2000. Since I, does anybody know what happened in 1999, which is the reason why we started keeping track of 
mass shootings and so and so forth. What happened in 1999? There you go. April 20th or so, something like that. So we're coming up on that. Uh, number two. Say again. Columbine. Columbine. Yep. Yep. Um, April 20th, 15 died, 24 uh, injured. Last year alone, anybody want to guess last year alone? How many vicious attacks against churches? 8,000. <laughs> 62. Uh, it's, it's over 250. So my question is, is, do you believe mainstream media is covering all of these? No. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but what happened on what happened on twelve twenty nine that brought it to all of our attention, and most of the people in this room might have even watched the video. Yeah. Okay. White settlement, which was outside of Dallas. Gentleman walked in, had a hoodie on, had a fake beard, had sunglasses. It was fifty five degrees. He had on a full length uh, coat. Concealing what? Shotgun. Safety team noticed him. And then what? And then let him go in. I don't think they ignored because they did shade a couple guys in that direction. Uh, That was one of the people that got shot actually. Um, But I will just let you know, one of the reasons that I wore the hoodie and everything for you guys today was one of the first things that we're going to talk about is, is a little song. I'm turning 55 this year. One of the things that we're going to talk about is anybody know this song? Raise your hand if you're old enough to remember this. Come on, somebody. Which one of these doesn't belong? Sesame Street. Yeah, I got some. I got some great memories of Sesame Street. So one of the things that we'll talk about is we've got to be watching for what doesn't belong, and that could be a person. It could be a thing. It could be a. It could be a bag. Okay, we got to be watching. And why are when we think of churches? Why are last statistic by the way? Since 1999, how many of those attacks, nearly 2,000, were stopped by law enforcement? What percentage do you think of attacks were stopped by law enforcement? What's somebody say over here? Zero point zero zero. Gahanna Police Department says RJ will be there within four to seven minutes. How long did the attack in White Settlement last? Okay. So cops are showing up four to seven minutes later. What are they doing? Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, I guess with this group we can say it. They're counting bodies. Okay, so. It's uh, again, I want to make sure as you guys hear me saying some of the things that I'll say that are a little more graphic, please know the last thing in the world that I want to do is to take somebody's life. The last thing I want to do is, is throw somebody to the ground in Jesus' name when I'm trying to protect our church, our pastor, my family. Uh, that's the last thing I want to do. I'm not in the shape I used to be in. I'm 55 years old. Used to be able to want to tangle with just about anybody. Before I always say BC. Before uh, Connie and before Christ, Connie's my wife of 29 years, and I would have I would have tangled with anybody. I don't care how big you were, but I'm a lover, not a fighter now. Um. <laughs> All right. So um, a couple things to know. What three reasons? Why are churches soft targets? Good. Welcoming. 
Let anybody in. What else? Um, the guy's sign says no weapons on the door. Uh, by the way, if you have that sign, I encourage you to take it down. <laughs> Thank you. Please don't the pastor. I'm going to let you guys go back and talk to your pastor and say you heard somebody at a conference. But what are we saying, by the way, on a sign like that? We don't have any. We don't have any weapons, so you can come out. But the thing is, some of us do. Okay. Another, a couple other reasons. Where's everybody facing? So, so our backs are where? To the door. Raise your hand if your father or you taught you to always keep your front to the door and to look for the exit signs. Anybody else like my dad? 32 years, career military, retired in E8. If he had gone one more year to Bosnia, he would have gotten his E9 slot, but he lost his best friend, so he, he didn't go back. But that's the guy that raised me. You guys ask me, why am I here? Number one, my dad raised me to be protective. Number two, I studied martial arts for many, many years. Number three, I rode a motorcycle. Any other motorcycle riders? Uh, guess what? You ride a motorcycle, you learn to be aware real quickly. It's, it's cars, it's dogs. I had a dog almost take me out. I could tell a fun story about that, but it was not fun at the time. Okay, so number one, our backs are to the, uh, the door. Number two, our attention is focused on somebody else or something else. We're watching a video. We're, we're, if, it's one, if it's a church that has the videos in it, it's, it's music. It's a pastor, a message, right? So we, we have our attention somewhere else. Number three is, uh, does anybody want to know what the number one reason for church attacks is? Over time, it's shifting. But what's the number one? What's a, what's a bad guy think that he can get at a church? Money. Yeah, money. So number one, number one reason for churches being attacked over time has been money. Number two is domestic violence spillover. And guess what? That is escalating because as we lead people uh, out of the clutches of hell, the enemy doesn't like that. Just like God's working through people, the enemy's working through people. And guess what? That's exactly right. And in many cases, you'll hear me say he... Because 85 to 90 percent of these are going to be a male, and uh, in, in most cases, if a female is involved, it's because the male persuaded her to be involved. Now, I'm not saying that there's not one-offs, but I'm just saying in general, that's what we're looking for, and that's what you got to be aware of. So, as I said, I'm going to be giving you some stats along the way. I won't use any of this. I wanted us to collaborate together, um, and then we're going to dive into some actual specifics. And I'm going to be watching our time, and I want to be able to get in some Q&A on the back end as well. So number two is domestic spillover, but it is escalating very quickly. We have had situations where, I'll, get, I'll tell a quick story. Um, there was, uh, I was actually away, and uh, so we have a team, and we have team leaders that are on, and, uh, and I got notified, I saw my group me lighting up. By the way, for anybody that doesn't know what group me is, our team uses group me. Um, we have, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of share how one church is laid out here a little bit later, but we actually have three Sunday teams and those teams have five to six per team. And when they serve, they're all calmed up. I remember when we started to go to comms, we were like, do we want to be that church that has, you know, like this? Well, we don't want to ever be that church. It's like, you know, thinking that we're protecting the president, you know, but the reality is in today's world, people have Bluetooth in their ear. People have production guys that got something in. Do you know how many? I'm hypersensitive because I, I notice that stuff. I see somebody with that. I'm like, I'm the guy. I mean, raise your hand if you're the guy that picks that up. You're like, I see that guy's carrying. I see that guy. You know, he's printing. I see. So I was always aware of those things. And what I realized is that nobody else, it's nobody, they aren't as aware as, as a lot of us are. 
right? So we made the switch, and, the, and I had a SWAT instructor who is through Stratagos International. By the way, if you're taking notes, write that down, Stratagos International. Anybody know who Stratagos is? They're the top church security training uh, company in the world. You must be a Stratagos. So think strategy, but S-T-R-A-T-E-G-O-S. Stratagos International. So anything I've learned that I'm teaching, I shouldn't say anything. A, a lot of what I've learned, I've gotten from those guys. Okay? So if you're a Facebooker, they're on Facebook, and they even have a group if you've attended one of their trainings. They've got LinkedIn if you're professional and you've got a LinkedIn account. They also have a YouTube account, and then their website, stratagosinternational.com. Check them out. They've got a lot of free content out there, uh, and then they do have courses. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you about a course that we're having at one of our campuses. That's actually on weapons handling in active shooter situations. I've been through it four times. It's pretty incredible. Uh, how many people raise your hand? Uh, I mean, we're in this room. We're good. Uh, how many people have a CCW? Whoa, yes. <laughs> Safest room in the building. <laughs> how many people carrying right now? No, I don't say. Uh, okay, but I will tell you, my biggest fear is a bad guy with a gun. My second biggest fear is a good guy that doesn't know how to use it. So guess what? I've been shooting my whole life. I've been standing like this. And I could talk about my SIG with my long trigger pull. I could talk about my Glock. I could talk about... And I've been the guy one finger like this. Man, I got a good nice grouping at 25 to 50 feet. Guess what I learned? I, I, I learned that I can't close that eye anymore. And I also learned that standing like this at a piece of paper that's not shooting back. So guess what? I'm blading. I'm, okay, then we're not, we're not going to get into CCW today. We're not going to get into CCW today, but the trainings, the trainings I've been through through these folks, just to let you know, are taught by the, the SWAT officers, taught by um, these people that are the highest level of security training and active weapons handling. So, uh, again, I'll, I'll let you know about those courses and that you guys can always check those out. Leo just walked by. Like, nice to have those two guys here. So, why... Why, another reason why people are soft targets, where churches are soft targets, is because they believe, they, the, the statement is, it'll never happen here. It can't happen here. And the reality is we made the decision that it could happen here, and we are going to be prepared if it were to happen here. So what are some of the things that um, um, we, we want to do is create an atmosphere. If you're taking notes, four things. This is the atmosphere that we're looking for. Number one, we want to provide an atmosphere of comfort. And by the way, if anybody does want notes, I, you can, uh, I'll give you my card and I'll send you some information on it. But number one, we want to provide an atmosphere of comfort. Number two, of refuge. That's what our churches should be, a place of refuge. Number three, of worship and of learning. Our goal is to usher in that and keep that environment. So for those that are taking notes, I'm also going to give you, you can use this for your own team if you want. We have a mantra that I came about with because my biggest fear as we were bringing on ex-military folks, how many people served in the military? Thank you for your service, and I really mean that. I'm not just saying that. I really, really, really appreciate you. Um, Number two, any past law enforcement or current law enforcement? Thank you as well for you guys. Um, Comfort, refuge, worship, and learning. We were bringing some people on that had some military background, and guess what? They didn't have the heart of Christ as they were serving on our safety team. I don't know if anybody's run into that, but we had some door kickers. And they were newer to Christ, and they just it really messed with the culture. Because <laughs> we don't want a guy that's standing up in the middle of service going like this. You know what I mean? Like six, we had a 6'3 Marine 
Like, and he just was looking for somebody to kick, you know, a door to kick down. So I'm, I'll give you this: lead with love. Everything we do, lead with love. At One Church Safety, it's lead with love. By the way, it's not security team. And by the way, we don't wear shirts that say security. Why not? I don't want to be a target. I mean, come on. Let the cop be the target. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> but we do have a cop on campus, by the way. If you are in an area that you need to be concerned about that, Columbus Police Department here in Central Ohio is 54 bucks an hour. We pay a cop. Okay? Uh, we want it to be a deterrent. At Gahanna Campus, we're running over 2,000 on Sundays now. We now have a cop with a cruiser. We need it for parking because we have three services, but we also want him roaming the halls. We want people to see him, and we want him to see the cruiser. If somebody comes in with a bad idea, they, they know that there is a law enforcement person. So as your church grows and you have the budget to do that, I would strongly encourage you to work with your local police department. Comfort, refuge, worship, and learning. Uh, I think with this group, I've done it a lot. Um, uh, I want to I really give us a lot of time for Q&A and discussion. Um, but there are some scriptures that if uh, we can at least hit a couple of them. Who's got their Bible app really close or Bible? Somebody give me Matthew 10.16. Raise your hand if you're going to take that one for us. Thanks, sir. First Peter 5.8. Thank you. Nehemiah 4.9. Thank you. Everybody else is jotting those down. You had to go check them out. But we'll, uh, Acts 20, 28-31. Anybody? Thank you, sir. And I'll give you Proverbs in the back, 22-3. Alright, 1 Peter 5.8. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yep. Matthew 10.16 I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as rude as snakes and as innocent as doves. Okay. Nehemiah 4.9 When we pray to our God, guard the city day and night to protect ourselves. Okay. Acts 20. 28-31 That's all right. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over to which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Okay. I like hearing some KJV. Proverbs 22.3. So, um, do I have anybody in this room that we need to convince of the reason why you should at least be looking at this or considering it, or are we all pretty much in agreement? Because if so, I would say let's have a talk afterwards, because the rest of the group, we're going to talk about how to move forward with this. So, the basic principles of security, and again, I'm going to tell some of the stories. I started one of them. I'm going to give you a couple others. Um, four Ps. Uh, again, Pastor Jim Palmer was my pastor for many years. I miss my friend dearly. I've been walking around this event looking for his bald head, and it's, uh, it's messing me up. He's not here. Um, first event I've been to like this, and he wasn't. 
I didn't think I'd do this. Who knew Jim Palmer? All right. So Pastor Jim would uh, would always have an alliteration. I sat under the mantle of his leadership, from uh, worship leader to men's minister to board. Three years on, one year off. 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 Um, the entire time he was at Cap City, he was the master of starting every sermon. It was always <laughs> Troy did it. He had three. What, did, what were his three letters? The opening speaker. Um, I think it was Pete, wasn't it? Three P's. We're going to talk about four P's. Ready? Jot these down. Pray. Prepare. Prevent. And prevail. So what does it take to build a safety team? From whatever degree you're at right now, a couple dudes, to, to, first things, pray. Prevent and prevail. So number one is pray. Anybody that's going to come on our team, um, we're, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to have them pray about it. Uh, if anybody wants to know some of our processes, I'll get into the details in a little bit. The first thing I do on any person that has any interest is I need to have some sort of a reference. I need to know they're coming to me from somebody that, that knows them. Uh, next thing is a background check. Next thing is they go through an orientation that I lead personally. And in that orientation for an hour and a half, it's back and forth, and I'm vibing. I want to find out. I want to find out about this person, so I'm asking them questions. I'm telling them very high level. I'm not getting into the weeds at all. I'm not going to let out all the secrets of where our people sit and all that. Um, there have been some people that um, haven't made it through the background check. They're just not at a point where we should, and we got to let them know that this may not be the right time. We have had people pass the background check and through vibing. I call it spidey senses or even Holy Spirit senses. I'm like, you know what? Mm, I don't think so. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Uh, so prayer. By the way, the other two steps for those that were taking notes on that. Once they make it past the orientation, I'll have them do a shadow day with one of my leaders. And they'll do a five-hour shift. Uh, one church at 745 to 1245 on Sunday. That's three services. They serve once every three weeks on a team. So we have three teams on Sundays, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. They sub each other out, once again, using that group me. That's the way they interact if they can't do it. They do that first shadow, and that leader's got eyes on them, talking to them, finding, making sure we're good. They do well on that one. We'll do one more shadow a couple weeks later, and then we'll drop them on a team at that point. And each time they learn a little bit more information, and we, by the time they're on the team, they know situations, they know locations, they know how to handle the kit, the moms with the stickers, Everybody have to deal with that. A lot of people got kids' safety before they even have any other kind of safety. All right, so pray. Number one is prayer. You got to pray. Pray for the safety of your church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your staff, the congregants, the people coming in. Um, I'm gonna. I have very high ADD, functioning ADD. I hope you guys would say that way. But I'm gonna give you one other thing in the midst of this right now. Um, what I was when I was sitting in the corner, if I want you to jot this down, it's called JDLR. I said that earlier today. It, it was one of these things that didn't belong. It, it just didn't. It just didn't feel right. Um, we're looking for that person that just doesn't feel right, and we'll talk about how to address them in a second. Good spot though to lighten things and tell a funny story. Our um, we have a new guy who was uh, New Albany Fire Department. He was uh, the fireman paramedic of the year. 
His name's Sean Stauffer. Sean was new to our team, super pumped. He was on medical, but he also was a CrossFit guy, and he's, you know, hey, I'll help with security, and I'll be calmed up for medical as well. And uh, so Sean was about his second service in, and a dude came in, black hoodie with a hat. The hoodie was over the hat, and the person was in the back of the, of the, of the sanctuary pacing nervously back and forth, and Sean threw into our group me. Now, again, we have comms that if we need to talk, you know, amongst each other, but he was in our front right position where he can see everything back, uh, everything in the back. And he saw this guy in black pacing nervously, and he threw in the group and said, hey, can somebody get eyes on the dude in black uh, with the full beard uh, pacing nervously in the back? And then all of a sudden, laugh emojis started coming through. That was our campus pastor at the other campus, Dustin Poole. If anybody knows Dustin, he's got a full beard. He wears a hoodie a lot. And they had gotten out of their 10 o'clock service, and he had come over for the 11.30 or the 12.30. <laughs> so he, he called out a JDLR on, on our pastor, which was awesome. <laughs> but it wasn't the pastor of that location. So we gave him, he's like, oh, man, I feel really bad. We're like, no, I'm glad you, you had eyes on it, right? All right, so... We are a team who prays, number one. Number two, prepare. What does preparation look like for our team? What preparation looks like is we have monthly trainings. I wish I could make them mandatory. (laughs) And we got a lot of busy, busy people, but I wish we could make them mandatory. But we have probably 20 to 30 per monthly training. What what are some of the topics that we train on? Uh, Police officers will appreciate this, but verbal judo de-escalation. What we, what we intend to do is to meet force with force in, in, in whatever way we need to. 90% of what we have to deal with is verbal. Uh, there's another good book, by the way, if anybody, it's by Chris Voss called Never Split the Difference, I think. Split the Difference? Never Split the Difference. But he was chief hostage negotiator for the FBI. Uh, fantastic book. It's on Audible as well. So whether you get the hard copy or Audible, check that book out. There's some really, really good verbal judo de-escalation. Um, who doesn't know what verbal judo is? Okay, so yeah, you get the idea when I said de-escalation. So bottom line, it's being able to de-escalate a situation. All your leaders and ultimately most of your folks should be should know how to do that. So our, our monthly trainings are on about every five to six months we're doing verbal judo de-escalation. Um, we also have the lieutenant of the Gahanna Police Department is a fourth degree black belt in Krav Maga. He's a lieutenant and uh, he actually was sergeant. He's now lieutenant. And so we have a couple times a year we do a self-defense course. Now, that's not us initiating anything. By the way, quickest way to a lawsuit is to swing on somebody. Um, there's, we've got plenty of stories. One of the biggest ones was a Mormon church where a radical group came in, started shouting out that Jesus was a homosexual, and the whole point of what they were doing was to try and elicit. Uh, we see other groups like that on TV, so I won't name names, but it was a radical group that, was, that came in with the intention of riling people up. Just one second, please. And what they ended up doing was uh, the safety team kind of closed in. They had some folks that kind of closed in, and they got under one guy's skin. Dude hauled off and jacked somebody. It was all caught on video. $4 million went into the coffer of the group. That came, I mean, that, that it's literally like that is a strategy now. So we need to also be cautious of people that are non-lethal threats. They're verbal threats, but their whole purpose is to create a ruckus and to try and cause something to happen. Yes, sir? If you carry it, you're a skull. Yeah, yeah. We, that, that's another session, but yeah, if you're, anybody that's carrying, I'm sure a lot of people have got some sort of insurance. But that is a, uh, and that's the one I have too. 
So it's not just uh, it's uh, U.S. law, legal shield, and it's not just for your weapon. It's any kind of self-defense. But if you threw on them first, that, they can't protect you on that, especially when it's caught on video. Yeah. So, um, what, are, what are some other trainings that we have? Um, we've had CPR, so we cross-train all of our safety team members in CPR. There's a greater chance of them choking on a mint than a person coming in strapped up with Kevlar and, and, a mul- and multiple weapons. I want our team to be prepared for both. Okay? Um, I think we all think of the shooters, and we th- I think all of us are, are afraid of that, but the, in reality, we need to be prepared for, for anything. So safety to us is if there's a piece of paper on the floor, we're going to pick that up. That's safety. Guess what safety team also does? We open the doors for ladies. That's what safety does. So we got that little comment. I had a guy say, hey, are you like in production? Are you, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Thanks. I mean, I am in production of some sort. <laughs> um, but safety to us, as you see water, we, we got ice outside. I mean, safety is anything keeping people safe. We're trying to keep lawsuits from happening. That's why we have Brotherhood Mutual, uh, which I know works with a lot of our AG churches, at least um, uh, a large percentage of them, uh, as uh, we do at one church as well. So we're preparing on a monthly basis. Um, we have these trainings. We encourage people to come to these. And the thing about it, guys, is we want to make them enlightening and fun. And, and we don't, it's not meetings. It's trainings. So I'll bring in outside speakers. I brought in SWAT officers before. I'll try and bring in people that are going to get people fired up. Because I want to get people there, not just like, oh, God, another meeting. I don't want to go to another meeting. Okay? So um, we'll keep rolling through. Pray, prepare, prevent. We talked about prevent, and um, so I mentioned Stratagos International in regards to preventing. One of the best things you can do is not only be having training, but I think it's also really important for you, if you can, is to, um, to get us, Stratagos, for example, has a podcast. They've got their YouTube channel. You can go through and watch it. They put a lot of free content out. So if you're a church that doesn't have a lot of means at this point, you can get free content online, and there's a lot of good stuff out there. So one of the other ways that you prevent is not only through these uh, preparing, but also the, the intent is to prevent anything from happening. We want to preempt something happening. Our goal, yes, we want to be able to react, but we want to be able to read and respond. We want to be able to read the room and then respond accordingly. I'm going to pause here in just a second for some questions, and then we'll go into some other things here. And the last thing is prevail. Um, one thing I am not going to do is be a good little victim. I am not going to be a good little victim. I didn't tell you the other reason why I'm standing in front of you right now and why this has been important to me, not only the, the military, the martial arts, the, uh, the motorcycle, but uh, I am also a dude. Do we have any dudes in the room? Do you know what, you know what dude means? Dad of only daughters. Do we have any dudes in the room? That's what I'm talking about. I mean, any guy can make a boy. It takes a real man to make only girls. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I will tell you, growing up with three little girls that are now 27, 25, 22, and a granddaughter, or actually two granddaughters, one that will be born in about a month, and the other one that's two and a half years old, um, that's the other thing that has caused me to be a very protective person. Uh, you know, I love you. I protect you. You're in my church. And quite frankly, the folks that are making lots of noise, if it happens in a grocery store and they are against guns, but I save their kid's life, I, I think they'll probably thank me. It's the same people that are screaming and yelling, saying people shouldn't have guns. I think bad guys shouldn't have guns. And I think if you've got a level head on your shoulder, I think you should. Because we've all heard it. The only thing that's going to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. 
Again, I'm not going to get overly political, but I'm just telling you that's how I feel. So prevail. That last thing is my mindset is we pray every... I mean, my goal is I want us to be the most prepared team that never gets used. I mean, now we're going to get used in all the other ways of leading with love and loving on people, but I, I, I just... Pray to Almighty God that we never have to pull a weapon. We never have to take somebody down uh, physically in any any way. But we will be prepared. And we will prevail. So let me pause right there. One thing I said I'm not going to do is I'm not going to talk at you. So let let me just, as I hit some of those things, I've got some more that we'll get into in a little bit. But what um, what are some questions off of some of the things that we talked about so far? Go back to the events. Yeah. Okay, that guy comes in with a hoodie, all crunched up. Yep. You stop him from going into the sanctuary and say, let's talk. Can you bring him outside so you're carrying? What is our... Yeah. Our so let's dive, let's dive straight into... Um, very specific. Give me one second, please. Um, let's dive straight into the training that we have. And again, this has all come from... Um, I've been through a lot. I can't tell you how many of these courses I've been through, guys. So uh, what I'm giving you, this isn't just an RJ personal opinion. This is from experts, Okay. So when I see somebody who just doesn't look right, the first thing that we've taught our safety team to do is um, what does a bad guy want to do? They want to remain what? Invisible. Invisible until they're ready on their time. That's what they're going. Now, some guys come in, hey, like they're coming in, Kevlar, they want to, right? That guy started in the parking lot. By the way, 65% will start, we'll start in the parking lot and then work their way forward. So that's why, if you've got a parking lot team, you, you can knight them as honorary members of the safety team. And if you've got comms, um, I'll just tell you, we are 16. So there's 16 channels. 16 is all the way to the right. So kids on 14 knows they can go two clicks. All they got to do is turn it, and they'll be there. Uh, parking lot's 15. One click, they can turn it. They're there. They're on ours at 16. So I'm giving you a few tips of us. So we have a, a lot of teams that are on comms, but all they have to do is go far right, and they've got the safety team. So, what, am I, what, what have we trained our people? If uh, Dean, stand up for me. So, let's just assume that Dean is a JDLR. He, do, he does look a little different. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but Dean, Dean comes in, and for whatever reason, so what, are, what would you think are some of the char- characteristics? Now, he's not dressed appropriately, but what do you think are some of the characteristics of, of, of a JDLR? And by the way, the reason we say JDLR, is that way we don't have to say, that guy looks weird, he's unusual, skin color, what, like, no, no, it, it, that doesn't look right. That bag right there doesn't look right. That's a JDLR, that bag is. That person is a J. So we can say that over comms. Okay, but what do you think are some of the things that you might notice? And we can even go back to that shooting. What are some of the things that you can notice that would maybe not look right? Printing. Correct. So those of us that, that do carry and keep an eye out for it, we're looking um, 85% of people use what hand with their weapon? Right hand. So you can look the right side. You see somebody printing, and it's not somebody from your team that you know about. What else? Yeah, no eye contact. That's really good. So shifty eyes. What else? Nervous. Nervous. Yep. Yep. Um, Yep. What else? I mentioned it about clothing. Improper clothing for the season. So overcoat, heavy coat, that sort of thing. But um, so again, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'll demonstrate one of the things that we would do. So if let's just say Dean was was nervous, maybe mumbling to himself, this, that, and the other. And, uh, and somebody, somebody says to, uh, to our safety team member, you know, hey, I, that guy just came in. He's kind of in the corner of this and the other. What I'm going to do is I'm probably going to walk straight up like this, so we'll just role play. 
Hey, how's it going? Okay. Good. I don't know if we've had a chance to meet. I'm RJ. How are you? I'm fine. How long have you been coming to One Church? I don't think we've had a chance to meet yet. First time. First time? Awesome. Great. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go into my next step is, how'd you hear about us? Okay. But the first thing, did you guys notice the first thing, what did I do? My handshake was firm. Was, yeah. And also, I got my finger out. That's a very firm handshake. If that's a bad guy with bad intentions... And he starts to go for his weapon. He's got a. He's going to have a, a rougher chance doing it. The other thing is, you notice that I have my hand up like this. So guess what? If I need to do, if I need to, if I need to do something, excuse me, I, I should have warned you. I was going to do that. All right. Okay. But again, I'm a 55 year old guy that's overweight. That 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 a lot of you guys could probably take me. But I'm in a pretty. Let's do it again. I'm in a pretty. But I'm also. Am I also massively threatening to him? You guys can't see it, but I'm smiling. I'm looking at him in the eye. And what am I doing? I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to let me know, is this dude good? And he's just nervous. Does he have... Okay, is he just nervous? Does he have uh, autism? Maybe he's on the scale. Our pastor has two sons that are both autistic. So uh, I'm, I'm just sensing and vibing. And guess what? 19 out of 20 times, I'm glad he's there. I'm glad Dean is there. Do you know how many times now since I've been leading this team that people have risen up through the ranks of serving at one church and you know what they've said and this isn't just me I'm not this isn't I'm not going like this but they've said RJ greeted me and treated me with love they didn't know they were a JDLR <laughs> but I'm serious but I did like there was just either somebody came over and said something RJ hey can you go talk okay and and the reality is what has happened is the Holy Spirit's like no you're good and uh, and I haven't had to in those situations. I had one time when I do when I I noticed a guy was printing. I gave him a handshake. I let my hand drop. By the way, when I'm like this, and I kind of went like this, I let my hand drop. I'm able to feel you, you can. That you, okay, I'm not I'm not patting down. But you, by the way, if that were to be the case, if I had gone like this and I went like that, hey, I happen to notice that you were printing. I think you got a weapon on your right side. I, I'm sure you can appreciate we've actually got a policy. Um, if you'd like to, wa- I'll walk you out to the car, but we do have a team that's prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Now, what's a good guy going to say to that? He's going to say, no problem. And guess what we'll do? We'll walk out together as he puts his weapon away. And guess what we can also do? On the way back, you know what I'm talking about? Our safety team. <laughs> if he's a bad guy... And I just noticed him. Can he now go for that for that weapon? Does he have a good chance of going for that weapon when I'm like this? What are his chances of getting that? It's slim, slim, but maybe not zero, but slim. So to answer your question, John, when we thanks, Dean, appreciate it. Um, so John, what we do is we have taught our team to lead with love, L W L, lead with love, and just go love on them. And so we've also told the host and the front door people and the parking lot people to to say something over comms. We got a guy coming in the right side door, JDLR, red hat, black hoodie. Team's going to look for it, and we now have we're, we've now built it to six on the team. So we have a we have a rover, so the leader roves, so nobody needs to leave their position, and the rover will head that direction and go greet the guy. Does that answer your question? I think I covered a little bit more than what you asked for, but I want to make sure I got the actual question. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. So if he's got a, he's a CCW, you should already know that he's, it's illegal to carry. It's not illegal. To, it's, not, it's not illegal. Without permission. No. It's, uh, it, it, he, if he doesn't know what the rules of the church are, he should, as a law-abiding citizen, ask what the rules are, but it's not illegal yet. 
And ours is, is if we know about it, then we'll allow them to. But a lot of people, career military, whatever, they, they don't, they're going to just go in because it's not an automatic, you can't carry. It's what are the rules. And a lot of people just wear. It's not a criminal offense. It's a civil yeah. offense. Yeah. But I will just tell you this. There are some restaurants that I go into. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just say I'm sorry, but I'm, I also am not a drinker. And if I'm in there, and, and it, I, I think there'd be a thank you, if you know, and if I go to jail for it, I, I'm a... Actually, a friend, he's more into open carry. He's into what? Open carry. Oh, yeah. And We're not going to talk about that today. <laughs> he, he was had his jack, jacket on, but he was carrying, hmm. and it was good. He, him and his wife and children was in Target with his niece or something, hmm. and some guy was kind of stalking the, his little girls hmm. until my friend kind of caught his eye, and he showed him his jacket. All right. It's all good. Go ahead. I know you got a question. Well, in Ohio, isn't it just if they have a no, uh, gun sign, they can just ask you to leave, and then if you refuse to leave, then that's fine. Well, that's the same. We don't have gun signs. The bottom line, what I want to let you guys know is that, yes, it is what the pastor determines. The leader of the nonprofit is the one that determines it. And I told our pastor what our rule is going to be, and our rule is, is we want to know. So if I see a guy carrying who's not a part of my team and I don't have a copy of his CCW, I am going to go, if I notice that he's printing, um, I'm going to go approach him. And if he's a good guy, I'm probably going to talk to him about the safety team at some point because we are looking for people, especially if he knows how to use his weapon. But I will tell you, we have, I keep saying guys, we have, we have a number of ladies on our team and we have a number of people that don't carry on the team as well. It is not a mandatory. I've had people go, hey, I don't, I don't have a CCW and I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, that's okay. I want eyes. Right? Go ahead. I think it's very important that uh, people know that uh, who's carrying and so they should notify mm-hmm. anyone coming in not to carry without because the last thing you want in a situation is having people jump up Yep. That are not clear. Yep, and that's the thing. That is the, again my 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 biggest concern. I've said is is a bad guy with a gun. My second one, biggest one is a, is a good guy with a gun who doesn't know I'm a good guy. So blue on blue, or a good guy with a gun who doesn't know how to use it, and he takes out our pastor's daughter because he's a bad shot. Uh, what Jack Wilson did on December 29th uh, is a one in a million shot. I think we all know what I'm talking about when we say that. It was over in six seconds. But he's also a 75-year-old that owned, owned a shooting range, so he, he spent a little bit of time there. Uh, does everybody know why he went up here instead of body mass? Yeah, because we had people in pews, and if anybody had raised up at all, so he just went two, about two feet up. All right, let's keep... Um, but, yes, sir. Last week we had our yes, sir. local police department yeah. whole evaluation. Yes, yes. And uh, I think a lot of police departments around Ohio are willing to come in yep. and to let you know some things you may need to change as far as location, where, yep. where you have your students at, where the doors are at. Mm-hmm. He helped us a lot. We have right. a, I have a uh, one individual who works for uh, the prison in London, Ohio, but also is a potter training. Yep. And uh, so he, was, he just stepped right into that position. Love it. So a couple of good things out of that that I want to make sure you all hear. Number one, work with your police department. Yep. They will put on free trainings. Now, I will tell you, uh, all respect to any police officers past Leo's in the room, they don't have all the answers. No. And, uh, and sometimes in a church scenario, I, I've had police officers say, 
uh, to me, <laughs> kind of like what Steve and I's conversation was. They're like, RJ, you know, you know more about this than I do. I've had police officers tell me that. And I, I, it's just because I'm, I'm studying podcasts, I'm watching videos. I, I'm, I have to be careful to not obsess because leading a team like this causes you to lay in bed thinking through scenarios. And my wife's like, honey, go to sleep. But I do get worried. I do, I, I do get worried. And we've had some situations. We've had death threats on our pastor. We've had a death threat on a person, a lady, a mom. And the mom still came to church. The guy said on the Friday night, he, um, he, he uh, they were, lo- I want to come to you real quick, but uh, we were locked out. Uh, the guy was locked out of the house. He was kind of baby daddy in this. I don't think they're married. Maybe his ex. And uh, uh, they, they, he said, I'm going to kill you and the kids. Um, he had had some issues. On Saturday, he was threatening back and forth. And the last thing he said to her is, I'll see you at church. So um, we got notified. Our team, we, we kind of doubled up on that day. And the lady, we, we, we were thinking that you shouldn't come to church, lady. <laughs> I appreciate the fact, but she did. She, now, she did change her service time, which was good. I think, uh, I think she said, I'm not going to let him scare me like that, but she did a different service time. But we met her with one of our CCW folks and walked her and the kids in. We had an extra person at the children's. We had an extra person sitting by her. And when she left, we, got her, we walked her to her car and got her and the kids off campus, and we were good. Okay, so I got one real quick right over here. Service Great question. Uh, so we've had a couple, uh, a couple of them. Um, so I'm going to answer the principal, and then I'll tell a, uh, two quick stories on that. So there are service disruptions that are. Um, the one I already mentioned was somebody that has a very intentional goal that they want to disrupt the service, and they're trying to uh, provoke you. Okay, that's one type. Uh, second type of service disruption is. Uh, so let me, I think the best way to describe it is to tell the story. It was Palm Sunday, and we had a gal. If anybody's from Central Ohio, they might even know this lady. And, if, and again, I'm, I'm going to say this as lovingly as possible. She was in a white dress. She was holding um, a cross with a palm, uh, or the, uh, what are the flowers on a Palm Sunday? Lilies, thank you. Good Lord, I blanked out. And, and there was chains hanging from that, and she sat, she stood right behind our pastor, and she was holding the cross with the chains dangling down around our pastor's neck, essentially. And, uh, and I think she really meant well, but it was disruptive. And uh, so we, 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 the, we approached her and just uh, actually, Greg, our pastor, turned around and talked to her. And she said, well, I have a, you know, I have a word for the church. And he's like, well, I, I actually do too. I've been really praying and God's got something really special for us today. But he's like, I have my 11-year-old daughter with me and, and you holding the chains near my neck is, is making her nervous. So he said something. Our safety team member had kind of already slid over right beside her. Was she a threat? I don't believe so. Um, but it was disruptive. And we had to love on her. And I think, she, and somebody said, you know what, she's a sweetheart of a lady. We knew her from our last church. Bless her heart. Um, we moved the chair behind the pastor. And then the next week on Easter Sunday, she came back. So now she's two rows behind the pastor. But then when worship, so there was a big blank spot. And we were going to put a little lanyard thing that said handicapped, so that way somebody could roll in with a wheelchair. But then, but so she sat behind in that spot, and then when the worship started, she came up to him again, and she did the same thing. He's facing that way, and, she, and we, it was just ah. so. We moved him to another. We moved him to another spot, and we and we now have safety people in place that you just can't have somebody get that close. Uh, so the other disruption that we just had this last. Um, Two Sundays ago, was a gentleman um, who 
uh, actually fell from a five-story building and lived, uh, but has severe brain damage. He came to Christ, actually got baptized at our Northwest campus, but he but was watching the video, so he wanted to come to the live campus. So he walks super slow. It's like this. And then when he talks, I want to... And what he wanted to say is, I want to talk to Pastor Greg. And that was during the service. Bless his heart. Lead with love. But when he started coming down the aisle, and by the way, when in service, he, he goes in and out three times. And so he's about a 12-minute walk to walk about 100 yards. And But again, love the guy, uh, praying for him, but we had to... So this last time he was coming down, I kind of stood up and said, hey, buddy, you want to sit with me? And I swooped him into my family. We had about seven seats and sat him down. And he wanted to talk to Pastor Greg in the middle of the service with 800 people in the room. And he started telling me that, and I just said, hey, why don't you text me? And he texted a little faster than he talked. It was one finger. But he said, I want to talk to Pastor Greg. And I said, awesome. Um, let me know. Let's talk after service, and I'll go tell him. So, by the way, somebody wants to talk to our pastor. It, it, we're, it, I'm going to have him pass a message. I'm going to have him send an email. I'm going to have him write. To, you know. Now, again, uh, when we were 200, people could talk very regularly. Now, at 2,600, we have to be a little bit more cautious. So I think the biggest thing is we're going to lead with love if it is a non, you said a disruption that's non-lethal. And we're going to lead with love and the team leader is usually going to be the one to take lead on it. Um, or just almost like with the police is you're going to have the first person approach and then the team leader is going to come over and support. My, I guess my question is um, if it gets to the point where a person needs to be removed yes. Uh, no, we cannot. So we can ask somebody to leave, but you can't lay hands at, in any way. And that's one of the reasons we have a law enforcement on campus, because if somebody is being disruptive, they have the ability to say, we need to ask you to leave. And if somebody, by the way, another thing is if somebody is trying to be disruptive and disrupt the service, then we we will go to the pastor and ask him to stop preaching. And, and just we're going to just wait. And then we're going to let the safety team handle it. Uh, or the law enforcement person handle it. But we're not going to keep going in the midst of it when something's going on. So we approach him and say, hey, we need you to pause. Uh, we've got somebody that that um, we need to speak with over here, and we'll stop the service. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Let's say you do not have a law enforcement on campus when the dis- person is disrupting the service. What? Now, I'm here thinking... It's tough. Yeah, you, I can't tell you how many... Start addressing him yep. as somebody is calling Yep, yep. So I'll give you another another situation real quick, another story. Uh, this is one that we use as training now. We had a guy that was, uh, <clears throat> was in the back. First of all, when he came in, they right away noticed him that he was, uh, he was visibly... Um, some of this, but he was with two elderly people. We're like, man, because that didn't seem... So first of all, a single guy by himself... That's a little bit more of a threat. He's got two senior citizens with him. So I think, I think we noticed, but it was, he must be a little frustrated about something. But that wasn't like, a, hey, we're not letting this guy in. So he went in. And then during service, uh, so some of you guys probably noticed. Anybody notice the, the folks on the worship team? And I'm not calling them out. But like with holes in their knees. You know how the, a lot of the people wear pants like that now. Well, our pastor had holes in his knees. So this guy was in the back. And he, and he was using a message with a blender. And he was talking about sins. So he had different things in the blender. He was using it as part of his creative illustration. Well, this guy was like, you know, blaspheming. 
He was saying we're blaspheming the Holy Spirit because we had a blender on stage. Also, his wife was on stage. So the guy was grumbling about the fact that a lady was on stage, by the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's, he's, yeah, he was grumbling. He was grumbling. So he came over, comms that we got a guy, blah, 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 third row from the back, this and the other. So I shaded over and just, and just kind of leaned. I was in the, kind of in the dark and I was keeping an eye on this guy. And I saw he was visibly grumbling and people were, people were doing this. So it was starting to, it was in the very back, but it was causing a disruption. So I'm sitting there thinking about like how, for both of you guys, like how am I going to approach this? Because this guy can't keep talking like this. But he's got those senior citizens. But like, who are those folks? So I'm, I'm sitting there saying, Lord, how am I going to do this? Like, I, I mean, I, he's three people in. He's third row in. I'm going to have to, I mean, it's going to be disruptive to go up. And I was praying, how am I going to do this? I got a picture of the guy, put him into the group, uh, kind of like this. I was like, boom, I stuck it into my group me once again. That's how we'll talk when we don't want to, we'll send stuff through here. We chat. And right at that time, the guy got up and walked right by me. I'm like, thank you, Lord. And I said, hey, can I get that door for you? And I got the door and I walked out with him. And he was like, rah, rah, rah. and I said, hey, buddy, what's going on, man? So, I mean, literally, Lord just opened it up for me to just walk right there. I opened the door for him and I said, hey, what's going on? He said, oh, I just can't believe women on stage and a blender and holes in the knees and the whole thing. I said, oh, man, I'm really, really sorry. That, 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 what bothers you so much about that? Is it, oh, I just can't believe this. Da, da, da. And what did I do? De-escalation. Verbal judo. Just talk to him. Just, just, just like I got him away from the doors. I got him over in the corner. Uh, my, my lobby guy saw what was going on, so he started shading closer to me. He stayed, not, not, too, not where the guy could see. And then I just sat there and talked to him. About 12 minutes. Finally, he got out of it. He's like, well, actually, I'm an alcoholic. I always forget, is it off the wagon or on the wagon? But either way, is he started drinking again. So he started drinking. He got, what is it? Fell off the wagon. Okay, thank you. I went to OU in the 80s and got it all out of my system before I knew Jesus. So, <laughs> so I don't know what that is, but anyway, off the wagon. Off the wagon. Yeah, fell off the wagon. Well, he fell off the wagon, and guess what happened? He got caught by the police, and he's getting ready to go back into jail. He was going to church with his parents one more time before he was going to jail. And he was raised in the church, hadn't been in church recently, so he's an old school guy. And he's just wanting to bring his senior citizen's parents, and so he was a little myth that it wasn't what he was used to. So I ended up saying, he's talking about how his mother-in-law, his mom has Alzheimer's. And I said to him, I said, well, so we de-escalation, talked him through it. And then I said, so let me ask you a question. Um, how do you think your mother and your father are feeling right now? Well, they're probably wondering where I'm at. I said, well, what do you think is, would be the best thing for, for us to do? He said, I probably need to go back in there and keep my mouth shut. And I go... Sounds like a good idea to me. I said, I'd be willing to sit here and talk to you all day long. I said, but I'm just thinking about your mom right now. He goes, no. He goes, and then he goes, I'm really sorry, man. This isn't you guys. This is me. I'm just upset. And he literally just confessed. And here's the thing. Imagine somebody that wasn't leading with love. I mean, are you going to tackle the guy? Or, hey, I need you to go. I need you to leave. No, I just loved on the guy. If We're almost out of time. I mean, lead with love. Lead with love. That's... I want that. I want those people there that are JDLRs. They become some of our best server <laughs> people that serve. Yeah, go ahead. Quick question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple different ones, but U.S. Law Shield's the one I have. I checked out the. I checked out NRA. I checked out the one up in Minnesota, but uh, U.S. Law Shield. It's eleven bucks a month, and that's any kind of self defense. 
And let's let's do this real quick. Let's let anybody that has questions on that. I want to wrap up, and we'll let everybody get going on time because I think we're done in like two minutes, right? Yeah. Give me. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you do with a person who has a CCW comes into church, doesn't want to be part of the team, but but won't give up his weapon or leave it in the car because, like your example with the restaurant, you would rather have it with them. Yeah, I'm okay with him carrying once I've figured out who he is. I get a picture of his CCW. He sends it to me. I let our team know about the guy. And um, and then we're going to try and get him plugged into a men's group. So I want to make sure that the guy's stable and other people are able to keep an eye on the guy. But in most cases, the ones I find out about, they're solid dudes. They're past military. They're law enforcement. They don't have time for the team. I'm okay with that guy carrying. That's, just, that's us personally. All right, last things as we wrap up here. Um, so I'm going to give you the, 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 seven, the seven things as we wrap up. This is real quick. This is rapid fire in one minute. So you should have security and medical covered on your safety team. Don't call it security team. Call it something else. We say safety. Safety is anything having to do with, with keeping people safe. But for our purposes, that does include both security and medical. Okay? They, I would recommend they should be calmed. You can get comms for very cheap, 20, 30 bucks. That'll do the job. It's a little tough with loud music, which we experience at our church, but uh, for the most part, uh, everybody else, it's, it's pretty good. Um, you want to start uh, one of the best jobs if you're the leader of that. You want to start developing leaders. I have used our leadership, t- uh, our safety team as a mechanism to develop leaders and to build communities and, and build a community and pour into people. So I am not, we are not only keeping our church safe, but we are, we are getting people involved that would never have been involved in the church. They feel a part of our community. And guess what? I, I have seven leaders. I pour into them. I'm mentoring them. So I've told the team leaders, you are a small group leader. So don't, it's not just serving once a month. Go get tacos with them. Taco Tuesday. Go shoot if the guys shoot. Go, guys and girls shoot, whatever. So you're building teams that's a function of that. Um, I would encourage you to get into a monthly training. Why do you want a monthly training? Because there's just so much to learn. And if you're adding new people to the team, they need trained. Okay? Um, group me, like I said, is just a great methodology. It could be text chat where you're chatting. But comms is always best. But then if there's this non-threatening uh, stuff... Group me system. What's that? Yeah, it's called group me. It's basically like a group text. And then we just have each of our teams has a group. And then that way they can share prayer requests. But even in the middle of service, hey, has anybody seen the guy in the back with the black hoodie? And it lights up everybody that's on. And they, they're able to glance at their phone. It doesn't make a noise. They get it on vibrate. But, and, then, and then somebody will shade that way, especially if a person in the front doesn't want to be going rah, 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 in front of a bunch of people. So the group me is where they can kind of do it. Hey, see a guy in the back. Has anybody got a... Yeah, that's our pastor from the other campus. Sorry, that? WhatsApp is another one, yep. Or just group text. Just get three or four. Yep, whatever method you want to use. Uh, the other thing is I would encourage you to employ somebody like, I don't, make, I don't get paid off of this, Stratagos International, one of these other companies, get them. Um, we do, like I said, the active weapons um, shooter training. We also do, um, they'll do a two-day seminar. You get free tickets if, if you help promote and get folks there. Um, by the way, check your dates. Uh, in Columbus, we are actually having an event at our Northwest Campus, the old Capital City Church, by the way. And the date, if you want to make a quick note of this, is... Uh, May 16th, and that is a firearms handling course at Northwest Columbus campus of One Church. And if you, uh, I'll leave my card here if anybody wants more information on that. Um, or yeah, let me just do that because I know I want to let you guys go. Oh, my bag's outside. Uh, can you grab my bag right outside? Thank you so much.
And the last two things that we're all done is... Yeah, so quarterly we have bigger trainings. Thank you. Uh, that will be active weapons, CPR, things like that. And then, uh, and then the other thing is we are actually even doing um, special events. So now that we're getting events that have got uh, large groups of people on campus, anything that they have to hire babysitters for kids for, we typically will um, pay a security person to come and do like a three-hour shift, and we'll pay them like 12 bucks an hour. And so it's a paid gig. And uh, But if they're going to pay babysitters, that means we're going to have 20, 30, 40 kids in another part of the building. We'll actually get a safety team person to come in. Like this Tuesday night is our members' meeting. We'll have a safety team person near the kids, and then I'll be in the members' meeting, and I'll cover the, that. All right, I want to let you guys out. Um, let me just pray. Father God, thank you for this group. I, I, I appreciate... Lord, their heart and desire to, uh, to keep the flock safe. Lord, thank you for their heart and their love for you. Lord, I pray that they see the safety team uh, and the, the progression of it as, as an opportunity to lead people to you, to draw people closer unto you, to build fellowship community, but also to keep our churches safe. And Lord, we do pray for that. All of our churches represented within the AG and uh, all Christian churches as a whole, Lord, um, use us, utilize us, equip us, Father God, And let us bring honor and glory to your name in the way that we lead with love as we lead these ministries in Jesus' name. Amen.